Hello and welcome back to College Price Advice. I'm Larissa May with Olivia Madrid. And today we will be talking about parents. parents. Yay! Okay. So last week we were weighing in on roommates. This week we will be talking about parental issues and drama. Boo. Boo. But it's okay because we're here to help. All right. So what's our first topic on the agenda, Olivia? Um, I really wanted to address living at home with your parents. Um, it is very much deep. Like, there's a taboo behind it, you know, like mm-hmm. living back home with your parents. You know, you might be 18 and grown up and like, oh, darn, I still live at home. Like, I can't. Do this, that, other thing. Mm-hmm. Personally, I moved back home. Um, I'm taking a gap semester, so I moved back home to save myself some money. And boy, oh boy, has it been helping me save up money so much. Um, yeah, it's just been helpful with financial situations. I'm also closer to where I work, so that also helps with, like, gas money. Um, however, I do, fa- like face my fair share of struggles with my parents that we're going to be addressing but I just wanted to first out like say that living back at home isn't always the worst obviously it varies like parent and family family you know my Mm -hmm. parents are just very supportive of me and very loving the dynamics can shift the dynamics are all different for whoever's family Um, but, like, if you do love your parents and your parents love you, (laughs) if If you you guys get get along, along, very good, um, I I feel like you shouldn't be ashamed of it. Yeah, there's no shame living back at home. We should normalize it. We are in an increasingly unstable economy, as much as I hate to admit it, Mm -hmm. and saving money by living at home shouldn't be something that's stigmatized as much as it is. Mm -hmm. However, it definitely does come with its fair share of struggles. Mm -hmm. I don't know if if my parents are listening to this, I love you both very much. However, I don't know if I could go back to living with my parents after living in a dorm personally, Mm -hmm. just because my sleep schedule is completely off and my lifestyle just really isn't as compatible with theirs anymore. And it would be very difficult for me, I think. But that's kind of what I'm facing right now. Like I, I work a lot. So it's like, I'm not kind of on their schedule and they're like also not on mine so we kind of face like those boundaries a little bit Mm -hmm. but like I just wanted to throw out there that it's not as awful as like or it's just not it shouldn't be shame you shouldn't feel shamed for like living back at home like Larissa said Mm -hmm. this economy is not the most stable right now and I went from spending thirteen hundred dollars a month to spending zero. So I'm so proud of you for that. That's a big, big deal to me. And fiscally conscious queen. Yeah, slaying right now. However, that does not stop the drama that I'm having with my parents. Amy and Greg, if you're listening, I love you, but but <laughs> but sometimes you need to let me be a young adult. And that's where we're getting to our first <laughs> talking point. Watching your location. 
I'm very lucky in this because my parents don't understand Life 360. They don't really know about it. They don't know how God it works. God bless your family. <laughs> I'm so grateful because as someone who grew up with very strict helicopter parents, as much as I know that they're doing it for my own protection and they just have my best interest at heart, mm-hmm. it can be very stifling and overwhelming yes I suffer from anxiety and having your mom or dad like call you and be like where are you what are you doing it it increases that anxiety I don't really know how to explain it but it just does no I get what you're saying because it's like you're always thinking like oh no what are they gonna think about where I'm at right now Mm -hmm. if they call me what am I gonna say like are they gonna call cops on me like yes I've been doing college activities that may or may not be legal are they gonna like kick me or ow are they gonna kick me to the curb like what what's gonna happen it Mm -hmm. just causes such terrible anxiety right and it kind of like ruins the night like my parents are (laughs) back in Pennsylvania right now and so there's that time difference Mm -hmm. so you know even if they had life 360 they wouldn't be checking it at like midnight because it's 3 a.m out there (laughs) um but it is still like you know (laughs) If they were looking at my location, I don't think that they would always love it. Right. And if your parents are monitoring your location in that way mm-hmm. and you are in college, it really just is a case-by-case scenario. But that is where you should have a conversation about what you're comfortable with boundary-wise if you're in a place where you're able to do that mm-hmm. and just kind of set up that parameter of, hey, I'm in college I'm going to live my life, um, maybe don't use those exact <laughs> words, but make it clear that you're not comfortable with it, and hopefully you're in a position with your parents where they will respect that. For me, um, my parents do use the Life360 tracking app to watch, where I'm go- <laughs> to watch where I'm going. Um, oftentimes, when I find myself like in those kind of like debates with my family about tracking location it's like oh we just want you safe like you're a young teenage beautiful girl like there's really strange people in phoenix and in Tempe, and you know college atmosphere isn't necessarily always the safest because Mm -hmm. of you know what has been happening in the news recently right (laughs) that kind of stuff um so they of course they want my best interest however arguing with them is not the way to go debate is not it you want to present your your topics in like in a in a professional professional rational adult like conversation you know not a heated argument not a debate (laughs) just kind of almost neutral almost unbiased Mm -hmm. because you're not fighting to go to a party. You're fighting for... You're not fighting, you're fighting at all. You're fighting for... You're, you're debating... Personal boundaries and just privacy. Yes. And I, I've i done the arguing, like, I'm 19, I can do whatever I want. But then, like, you know, what happens if I get... I got in a car accident, you know, a couple months ago and... Luckily, Life360 was there so they could track my location and, like, find out where I am. You know, those types of things were, like, positive. But 
I found that just like having a conversation like, hey, it doesn't really matter where I am. It doesn't matter who I'm hanging out with. Like, I will check in. I'm safe. Like, I'm not going to put myself in a dangerous situation Mm -hmm. where I would be like, for example, I wouldn't put myself in a car with a drunk driver. You know what I mean? Right. So they just have you just have to build that kind of trust and communication and time. Time will allow for more um, freedom. I guess is yes. what I'm saying. And one thing I will suggest, although I know not a lot of us love the Life 360 culture, <laughs> um, if you are in the type of friend group where, and hopefully you are, where you're comfortable sharing your location with each other, get a Life 360 circle with your friends. Yes. I have a Life 360 circle with some of my friends back in Pennsylvania. I do Shout too. out to you guys. I love yes. you. And also I just set up one for with my friends here, Mm -hmm. and it's great to have, you know, and then if some of your friends are, you know, going out with maybe someone they met on a dating app or they're going out to a party and you want to make sure that they are safe, that's just kind of an added layer of precaution without that judgment of parents stepping in being like, what are you doing? Yes, my parents really trust my friends. Of course, they also are back in their own colleges, like once in Sacramento, once in Texas, you know, but we have like our... Um, little life through 60 circle and we like make sure everyone's okay but when we were back like living in washington my girlfriend would go on tinder dates all the time and i'll be like girl you need to send us your location you're going to seattle in at like 2 a.m in the morning (laughs) like send me your location make sure you're okay so it's like it's better not okay it's not better but it's just it helps having like trusted friend groups having your location rather than your parents, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, because it gives that unbiased, like... No judgment. No judgment zone. Mm -hmm. So maybe, like, talk to your parents about, like, hey, so-and-so has my location. You like them. So Mm -hmm. maybe, like, chill out (laughs) a little bit. Um, Um, And that, I think, should bring us to our next topic with parents texting you a bit too much. Yes. My parents like to, or my mom, I should say, likes to check up on me while I'm out and about. And there's no issue with that. I love giving her little insights on what I'm doing. You know, I'll be like, hey, I'm just chilling at making a podcast or whatever. She knows my schedule very well. Um, But sometimes I will be at college functions and it just gets very overwhelming Because I want to Mm -hmm. not be on my phone all the time. I want to, like, talk to my girlfriends. I want to, like, meet new people. But it's kind of hard when you're, like, hunchback on your, you know, little cellular device. Just kind of, like, like, ignoring people. Sorry, I got to text my mom back. Can't text or can't talk to you, cute boy. I just have to sit in the corner and text my mom. Text my mommy, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that kind of thing. So I have this like kind of outline <laughs> of what I tell her I'm like hey I'm safe checking in like I'll to send her a quick text like every hour or so and I feel like most parents just want that like confirmation that you're safe not necessarily trying to get in your business they just want safe mm-hmm. safety they just want you to be alive <laughs> yes so I feel like the hourly or bi-hourly Hey, I'm okay. Like, leave me alone. Text is is fine. 
for me, my parents aren't as big on texting as they are on calling, calling. and FaceTimes. Oh, no. So See, for I me, <laughs> I have classes back to back to back currently this semester, 8 a.m. to 1.30-ish on Mondays and Wednesdays. And I have to tell my mom, hey, I can't call you till I'm out of class. But then, like, today's a Wednesday. That's when we record our podcast. So sometimes I don't want to leave the building and then go back to my dorm just to come back, you know, an hour later and get set up to record. Like, I just want to stay in the building. But my mom's like, no, I want you to go back to your dorm and FaceTime me. Mm. And that's where it can get a little bit, I don't want to say intrusive. That's not the right word for it. But almost like I have to rearrange my schedule in order to do this. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I've been talking with my parents lately. I call them anywhere from three to five times a day usually, which is a lot. And like I said, they're back in Pennsylvania, so I call them when I wake up and then, like, before they go to bed, Mm -hmm. um, which is usually a bit earlier in the evening for me, so that's fine. It doesn't intrude, like, on me going out to little functions at night or anything. Um, (laughs) I know, time differences. Um, But it can be a bit much, like, between classes or between, I'm in a lot of extracurriculars, so between, like, extracurricular activities, things like that, where it's just... It's a lot to handle. And so I've been talking to them. I'm like, hey, I need to scale back the amount of calls. And sometimes I will admit I can lose my temper, you know, and we can get into fights back and forth. Oh, and, of course. I admit yeah. that I sometimes am, like, a little too aggressive with my parents, and they just want the best mm-hmm. for me. And I feel bad because I know you that the reason they want me to call so often is because they're not used to not seeing me at home. Yeah. And, you know, they want to check up on me, make sure I'm doing all right. And I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it can be stifling, Yes, I think, <laughs> is maybe the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me personally, just making sure when I approach these conversations, kind of like the same thing with tracking the location, to do it in a way that's not combatant or, you know, like looking for a fight, but instead just being like, hey, I really appreciate it, and I miss talking to you too, but I do need my space. I need to be able to go about my day without having to wait in line for the elevator for about 10 minutes just to get back up to my dorm and call you for, like, 15 and then head back out, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's really a lot of it is how you approach the communication, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's all just... It's, again, varies parent, family to family. Mine, like, you as you address helicopter parents in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mine aren't necessarily that. They're just very overprotective because I am the youngest in my family. I'm also the only daughter in my family, oh. which counts for a little bit of... Um, it just it adds a little extra, you know, layer of protectiveness. So, if you are also one like me, here's my advice for you. Overprotective parents can be very, very stressful and very overwhelming. Um, But I feel like building that great communication with them has really helped me. They build... They built a trust for me. It's the fact that there's other scary people out there in the world that they don't trust. So you just have to make sure that, like, you have that trust. And then, you know, you can kind of use that to your advantage. Be like, hey, like, I will never put myself in this situation where I will be 
belligerent and get behind the wheel or like where I'm going to, you know, go off with some guy mm-hmm. in, in an alley, you know, like you're right. not going to, you, you tell your parents that you're not going to like do those things and like build that trust, you know, make sure that you're checking in, make sure that you're driving safe and this and the other thing. Um, but I know that sometimes for helicopter parents, it's, it's like a no, no matter what you can say, like, it's always like a no. Yes. How was that like for you? What did you, Um, what would you say for those who have (laughs) those kinds of parents? This is actually a message more for the parents. A little, a warning, if you will. (laughs) Um, Strict parents make sneaky children. Yes, that is true. If you don't give your children the freedom that they're asking for, they will take it without telling you. And oftentimes, and I'm saying this as someone who grew up with helicopter parents and learned how to sneak around the controls that they set in place, Mm -hmm. oftentimes they want to rebel even more than what they originally asked for. Mm -hmm. So if you say, no, you can't go out with your friends tonight, maybe they will go out with their friends tonight. And, you know, maybe they'll partake in some illegal activities on top of that. And you won't know about it. And chances are they just won't open up to you about things because they will feel like they're going to get yelled at for it Mm -hmm. or kind of receive negative feedback and, uh, you know, just a negative response from you. Mm -hmm. So allow your children to be open and allow them to go out and do things. Don't be too overprotective to the point where they want to rebel and they're going to sneak out and, you know, lie to you and go behind your back because Mm -hmm. you you don't want that. If you want them to be safe, Make sure that they know that you are a safe person to open up to and a safe person to go to about these things. And then that way, if they ever are in a situation that is unsafe, they feel that they can talk to you about it Mm -hmm. and that you're there for them. And then just give them a little bit of freedom, but not too much. Let kids be kids It's just my overall (laughs) statement. I have three older brothers and I feel like you know sometimes they were able to be their little have their you know 19 year old I don't know activities activities or just like their coming of age but I again I had to like mature to keep catch up to them in a way Mm -hmm. so um having like the over overprotectiveness is kind of like holding me back, I feel like, to some of my potential or, like, some of the things that I want to do. Right, and I definitely feel like a lot of that comes from the culture that we kind of live in where girls are expected to mature faster than boys are, but at the same time, they're held back because, unfortunately, we do live in a society that often targets young women, Mm -hmm. and, you know, because of that, parents can be overprotective towards them, but still expect them to be, like, mature for their age, whatever Mm -hmm. that's supposed to mean. I don't know. I'm just a 19-year-old little girl. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just a little girl. I'm just a girl. Why why do I have responsibilities? What are you talking about? No, um, but it's definitely... This kind of stigmatized culture for women. And it can be very hard. But for my girlies out there, it, it, it gets, gets better. better. <laughs> it does. You will get your freedom and get your power back. You know, just keep, keep fighting. Just keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, sometimes you want to go out, but, but you don't have poor, money. Like me. And that can be <laughs> so heartbreaking, especially in college. Because when 
you're trying to go out and you're trying to have fun with your friends, you know, and you just, you don't have the money to, your friends will ask you, hey, do you want to go out for dinner? And oftentimes, I will admit, thankfully, um, shout out to my parents, they do send me money. (laughs) And I love that. So I'm usually the friend asking, hey, do you guys want to go out for dinner? Mm -hmm. And my friends can be like, "Mm, no, I don't have, like, the money for it right now. Um, $2 in my bank account. mm Mm-hmm. But parents can sometimes, you know, not they're not always in the position to be able to give you money. Yes. Or sometimes what's frustrating is they are. Mm-hmm. And they say, no, you have to provide for yourself. So um, what do you do? You take a gap semester, you get three jobs. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, that's, well what, that's what I'm doing. And is that working? Um, kind of. Kind of? Yeah. Yeah. Again, like I said, still facing the parent drama. Um of course, but also three jobs in this society isn't a whole lot. (laughs) The money that I have to give to the world is not enough or like is a little too much than what I'm getting, like I'm intaking, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm giving out more than what I'm receiving. Right. For the 2023 economy, it's not good. But the economy is a mess, and a we mess. can't individually control that. But yep. one thing I will say, be wise with how you spend your money. You mm-hmm. know, if, if your parents do relent and give you a little bit, you know, um, don't just don't go waste it. Don't take it for advantage. Literally, yes. do not take that. You know, honestly, sometimes if, like, my parents give me 20 bucks for gas money, I'm just like, hey, that's, like... That's 20 bucks. I'm going to put that in my savings account and then save up, like, accumulate interest, you know, little by little. It, mm-hmm. it, whatever you need to do to save, do it. Like, seriously, because my family isn't really in the position to, like, hand out a whole bunch. Um, so don't take money for advantage because it do not take that for granted at all it can be wasted so easily and i cannot stress that enough like Mm -hmm. it is incredibly easy to keep spending and i know hard to keep saving so i'll open my bank account and i'll be like oh jump scare (laughs) jump scare for real like get your student savings account it accumulates good interest do all of that, you know, silly little app stuff like your little fetch receipts. Do I love fetch. That you can because it's getting worse. And worse. This is not sponsored by fetch, by the sponsored. way. But if I you wish. would like to in fetch, the future, please. I love you. You know we need money. So, <laughs> with that, yeah, I think that about wraps it up for this week. Communication, like we said last week, communication's key with roommates, with parents. With anybody in this world. Yes. Don't take anything for granted. granted. Don't argue, you know. <laughs> if you can avoid it. Sometimes you, avoid. you might have to. Sometimes you might have to, you know, argue for some freedom here and there. But do your best but do to wisely. be rational. Do it wisely. Pick do your it. battles. Yes, absolutely pick your battles. If you have friends on your side, use them. <laughs> if you have <laughs> Don't sibling- use your friends. <laughs> if you have siblings on your side, use them. Don't use your siblings, but I do. You, you don't listen to me. Actually, do listen to me. Listen to us listen for to your us. big sisterly advice. Yes, this has been your big sister corner with Olivia and Larissa. Thank you for tuning in. Thank and you. We love you. Stay, Stay tuned. tuned for next week. <laughs>
And we will be discussing... Da, 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 da. We don't have a topic yet. But sh- Feel free to write in. At um, the Chic Daily or at... at College Price Advice on Instagram. And look us up on Twitter as well. Feel free to DM us and we might respond to your question on next week's episode of College Priced Advice. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Bye.